We're learning the second part of this Mimer, the second part of the Mimer in Nazi Israel. Mr. Shem will finish this soon, we'll begin Rosa of the Shabbos inside. We're learning a marshal from the Balsam Tavak Kaddish about the Oni who's a Chacham. The only the poor person who's a chacham, and on that day, which is the Yom Genusia Shal Melach, celebration of the king, and the king is allowing everybody to come in, whoever can get in is able to ask for what they need, and so on. The only chacham knows. That if he's able to, if he's able to ask to be in the, to be able to be each day in the presence of the king just to see him and to be there together with him, that that bakasha, that request, contains within it all the other possible things that a person could need. So David Malach said, that is the tefillah of the poor man. Kiyataif. Kiyataif means that it, it envelops and, and wraps and contains within it everything. Lifnei Hashem Yishperch Sichai, and that Tfilah Ani is to be Lifnei Hashem, to be able to be in the presence of Hashem, to be in the Heichel Hamelach. This is the thought that a person has going into Shabbos. Lifnei Hashem, just to be allowed into the Heichel Hamelach, to be Lifnei Hashem. So on the left-hand side of that, well, on page Reis Tzadik Dalad, you have the letters on top of us? No. Where it says, Yitachin, Ki HaMoshul V'Hanim Shul Yisiyashu. On page, if you have the Sefer, Reis Tzadik Dalad, on the pages, I don't know. Six. Okay, page six. Where it says, Ki Yitachin, Ki HaMoshul V'Hanim Shul Yisiyashu, HaLev Tvei. This is perhaps we'll have a better feeling for this Moshe and Nimshel. In the way that this Moshe was brought in others' farm, in the name of the Baal Shem Tavakadosh, there are some slight differences in the Moshe. But these slight differences in the Marshal Ma'anikim Teisefes Avana Benimshal add to our understanding of the Nimshal. Marshal Melech. So the Mosh, this Marshal is found from the Balshamtiv with slight variation. Marshal Melech Shaposach is a Chololiyam Echad, a Marshal of a king who opens the Heichel, he opens up the palace for one day. For whoever wants to come. Hundreds and thousands came. Crowds. Among the people there were silversmiths and goldsmiths. When they came into the palace, they were astonished to see the wealth and the beauty. The, the beautiful, beautiful work of the craftsmen with silver and gold that they saw over there in the palace. They saw wondrous drawings and images carved in gold. 
And these themselves, these people were goldsmiths. They were mavinim. They understood this. They had never seen such beautiful. They had never seen such beautiful work that that capture the heart. Since they were mavinim and they understood how how uh, special the work was, they they stood there and they were looking at they were looking with their spilus at everything. They took out their notes. They took out their they took out their their uh, their pens and their papers. Now they get sort of taking out their cell phones and taking pictures. Or well, maybe they would have been kept taken by the security when they came in. And they and they were quickly writing down and drawing, trying to make some copies, of drawing what they saw. The national other civil they couldn't they couldn't stop. And then you had other people that were Mavinam there. Bogam, Uman, Nagus. There were great carpenters that, that were allowed into the... Everybody was into the palace. Everybody was going in. So there were carpenters there. Big experts in carving wood and in making furniture. And they too were, were walking through the palace with great excitement. They saw all kinds of closets and tables that were carved with great skill. They never saw anywhere in the world such things. And they, they saw that this was this, this all took so many years to create, to build. Oh, they, they had spent many years of their lives these, all of these mumchim had spent many of their years in, in different crafts. But they never saw such stuff. What they saw here in the palace, they never ever saw. Every single leg of every chair was so ornate, was so beautiful. In every corner of, of, of a closet was... was so so uh, spectacular. Yitzira Shleim, it was Mamashi Yitzira Shleim. Olam Molay Shal Umnus Haruta. A world of of craftsmanship, of beauty. Hibitu Ubachanu as Yitzira Sa'ats Bi'un Rav. These carpenters were staring at all of this woodwork. They were studying it. And they were thinking, their minds were filled with with thoughts of how could they try to capture some of this and to copy some of this to be able to use some of this skill in uh, in their own work. And then and then there were there were tailors big mumchim in tapestry in weaving and sewing, badumachat, materials and, and needles, these were expert tailors. Ashenir Ashulagalis Hadar Vyfi, Alhavilos, Falamapais, they saw curtains and cloths, tablecloths. Alashtihim Balaksolam, they saw the uh, by the rugs, the carpets and hanging on the drapes on the walls. Tsurais, Mitsurais, Shainais, all different Images that were arugais elo that were woven into the into the fabric. Bishiluva malchusiyim with great royal and great royal style. Asher ein chekel chavmosam. They never had seen such chachma. So the carpenters also, the uh, tailors also, like nochadaitem achenikshul mashes b'mayudaim. They 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 couldn't hold themselves back. They went over there to. To touch the, the rugs and the carpet, the, the, the carpets, the, the drapes, and they pillay a ploim, livchim to go see up close. Kate said, They wanted themselves to take a look, to go touch these things, to see how could they copy what's in the palace to get something of a taste of that. Yitzirus bad, such work with material and fabric. 
Kachnis Mali Ha'arman Vabali Umnias Shainim. And all different kinds of Bali Umnias, all different Mumchim from different crafts that were that were there among the people. The, among the people uh, that were in the in the palace, and naturally each person was particularly drawn to something that had an interest for him. Like the lawyers were thinking, if somebody would slip on the marble floor, you know how much money they could make, and everybody had their own Indian, you know, when they were when they were in the palace. Each one according to his malacha. And each one used it as an opportunity <coughs> to pick up some some unbelievable some unbelievable tips and inside and inside information on what they could do to upgrade their own malachim. Hakol mahalchim, all of these different people, these different mumchim are walking there. I'm sorry, Hakol mahalchim ve'eneim pu'urais b'tzimo'oin li'yamin u'lesmol. And their eyes are, are open wide in amazement, looking on the right and the left. L'kosle ha'mizuf, l'kosle ha'mayrev, by the... the Eastern wall of the palace, the western wall, the Tikras Ahechel, and these places, you go to these places, uh, the White House, and in Europe you have all these. And we were, uh, this past summer, my wife and I was lucky to be in Prague to go to the Maral and to Night of Yehuda. And you walk, I mean, have you been to Prague? Some, it's like the. The, the the simplest I mean in this place in the center of town I'm outside but where we were like every single house every single building it, it's it's absolutely magnificent I mean you go into any of these palaces there these palaces and how but Mamish like he's describing in the old days how every single thing and had this uh, there by we're walking in Prague and you have you have this building where they have um, I guess they have the symphony in there or something and it's old old place and you have all the famous composers, statues, and all these drawings, and it's, it, it, you know, it, it's, uh, it's marvelous, it, 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 it's breathtaking, the beauty is, uh, of the work is breathtaking, we don't have such a, a music lives, you know, the most the most exciting thing you have over there is, uh, you know, Waktov uh, or something, <laughs> so, so interesting, the letters on the, on the house, nice, you know, so we're, we don't have uh, you know we don't have anything like this. I mean, in Washington you have in the in the in the capital, but it's, but it's still it's pretty new. It's not all, very old, but it's also very very beautiful. Like you have in the Megillus Esther described everything. and the. The Hamayin Ha'am, the the Olam is is walking around over there together with these Mumchim, Umata Oizna, the Kailas Espailas, and and the other people that are standing, whatever the simple people, they're listening to the excited conversations of these of these Mumchim talking over there, each one about his Malacha. The Chashivas Beinayim Lirayis Mikarov Unim Gedolim V'Neidoyim, and for them, for the for the regular Chaver, for the Amcha. It's exciting to be with such, to rub shoulders with such famous people and, and, and such famous artists. And even though the the that people don't understand so much, I mean it's beautiful, but they don't understand the the, the the artwork. But for them to hear how the to hear the hispilas and the hisragshas of the mumchim who are walking, the, that itself causes excitement. Since the palace is wide open, there are those who take the opportunity to go inside to see the different rooms of the of the uh, ministers, lirais, the the officials, lirais, peneim, and to go to try to meet some of the chosha the sarm over there, to go and to ask them. To speak to them 
maybe it's possible to have it's possible to have a hanacha to have a hanacha to give to give off a little bit to lower, lower the taxes a little bit. The kalmahem and yonim shaynim and adroshim lahem to get some maybe some things that uh, each one could use something. I was uh, reading this book. I mentioned to the chaver. I was, I was reading this book about about all the this yid this uh, uh, from a yid that was uh, uh, with all the prime ministers in Israel, and he was working for them. He's very close advisor for them. So he has all these interesting things about. So he's saying how you wouldn't have this really in another place because it's a country of yidin. So the way that it, so he said that. Um, he says that he was in the car with Lady Eshkol. Lady Eshkol came from a chesed home in the in, in the Ukraine, from a bosh of the poor chesed home. Unfortunately, he wasn't shemnisus afterwards, but but he came from such a background, and uh, and he had this he had this driver that uh, was they, it was driving them to this uh, meeting with the president or something. Uh, had come to Israel, and the driver was taking Levi Eshkol, and this fellow was in the car uh, writing some things together with Levi Eshkol, writing some things that he has to say to the president. It was a whole big thing. They, and they got to the place where they, where they had to meet the president, and uh, and Levi Eshkol, so the prime minister, he looks at, uh, he, he asks the driver, he, he, the driver's name is Yanko. That's his driver. For that day, that was the driver was Yanko. So Levi is about to leave the car, and all the Americans, whatever, they're waiting for the president. To, and he asks Yankel, in Yiddish, he asks him to know, hi, Yankel, how, how are things doing, Yankel? So he says, so what is it? Just, he says, well, if you ask me, it's not too good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. So, and uh, the fellow that wrote the book, this guy, Avner, he records this. So, he, so the prime minister, so, uh, I mean, any place in the world, what kind of thing is that? Bechlal to ask, and, uh, you know, they might say good morning, if, if it's like, you know, like maybe a guy like Bush or Reagan, no Democrat would ever say, <laughs> say good morning to to some peasant. Imagine. So he said, and this guy's an alti and he asks him, "See, uncle, so how?" Uh, she says, "Not, not too good." She says, what, "What's wrong?" She starts to complain. He says, "Who could afford this? The taxes? Maybe you could do something." I'm like, "Maybe you could do something about this crazy the kind of." Thing. So he said that that Eshkol sat and explained to him in Yiddish what's going on and how they're working on this. He, he said he sat there and the whole like uh, consulate is waiting with the president waiting over there and he starts to, he talks to Yankel about it and he says and he puts his arm around him he says Yankel you see it's going to be better Yankel and he's like the chazik and Yankel oh, okay he says alright go they're waiting go go <laughs> <laughs> where in the world could there be such a thing and there's so many things like this that I found them all, even though there's all kinds of you know obviously you know the you know, there's good and there's bad, but then and, and then later on, so the, there's uh, with Menachem Begin. So Menachem Begin, when he was in the opposition, when he was still living, he lived in Tel Aviv in a, in a two-bedroom apartment, Pashtas of Pashtas. That's how he lived, and he's living in this apartment, uh, and and he used to, he had a minute that every single Shabbos afternoon, the apartment was open, and whoever wants to come. And all these people used to come to Shmuel's and used to be crowded in the Shabbos to talk. And he wanted to continue that when he became prime minister. And he had he had the, the, the fancy place in Yushalayim. And he, and he insisted on continuing with that. Even though it was a tremendous security headache. And they had to stop it. Because it was crazy. Hundreds of people coming in. Him and his wife are standing there. Greeting everybody at Shabbos. And his daughter, the, she made cakes and cookies. And the daughters are giving to people. And they have mamish like here. Am Chabes Yisrael. It says the these <coughs> coming in and Hasidim are coming in and all this and and this bird, that bird coming to yell and to fight and to argue and he's standing there talking to everybody and she's <coughs> and and also trying to give chizik. This person comes in, he starts to cry and he takes out a picture of his wife and daughters that were killed in Auschwitz and 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 and, and Begin starts to cry with them and they sit and they're talking that. Such a such a thing that you don't see anywhere in the world <laughs> that that hergish of one Jew to another and what and they told him the people from the army and the security said so he was looking this for a while and they said that we can't continue with this it's just too high a risk and even if you don't care for your own life but something could happen over here we can't you can't have like this and says he was, and then he would he would uh, someone would scream at Marv 
and he would go they would go down Marv at the end of the whole Shabbos. And they would have a Marv and then he he himself made Havdala. He would make Havdala. That's how they went. And there's there's every Shabbos they said you you can't do this. So he, he was very sad and he said, It's such a shame because I enjoy so much being with Amcha, basis so. He says, I have such pleasure being with Eden. That's what he said. And but they had to they couldn't continue like that. It wasn't shy. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, to allow people in, in the marshal over here, and all these simple people are walking around, and each one wants to talk about what he has in his mind, what's in his heart. See, each one goes into this room, they go into that room. To talk and to be able to see these big people and to ask questions. Al-Dvar Beis HaMalucha, to talk politics with some guy, the Minister of Defense or something. Al-Dvar HaMilchama, Shahayisav HaShetiyah, about the war that was and the war that's coming up. Kach Haya Beis HaMalchus, Hoyme B'mnei Abdina Shaykin Ve'echalim. This is the tumult that was going on in the palace on, the, on this day. V'Rabim HaMamalim Sipukam B'neishoyim Dei Sipukam Rakman HaShalchus B'mavuz. And many of the people that came in, they, they, they walked out feeling... That they got what they wanted, just walking, being able to walk around in all of these places in the in the palace. <laughs> so of course the marshal's not over, because we're waiting for the oni echad. So one poor guy comes, He's not a carpenter. The son, he's not the son of a carpenter. He's not a he's not a, a silversmith. He's not a tailor, an expert. He's not looking for anything. And he's, he doesn't see any point in all these Nairisha conversations that, that the people are bothering, the, the ministers over there, the officials talking to them, stand, uh, making conversation out of curiosity. Where everybody's stopped. Each the, the tailors stopped there and they're taking notes and they're stuck by the by the by looking at the at, at the cabinets or whatever, and the, uh, the those the 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 wood the carpenters and the tailors are stuck with the curtains and the and the rugs, and each balmalach is by his Indian and they're talking to people about what they have for themselves what they could maybe take out for themselves. This only doesn't waste any time. He's not he's not he's not into any of this stuff. That's not, it's not something, even though, of course, it's beautiful, that's not how he uses the, the, the opportunity that he has to be in the palace. He heads straight for the king. To find all the way, to go all the way inside. To go into the Melech He's not distracted. If he would look, he would also maybe stop because it's such beautiful stuff. He, does not, he doesn't let himself get distracted. He doesn't look to the right or to the left. What he's going to, he's not a tailor. He's not a carpenter. He's not building anything. He's not believing anything. He doesn't have any of this stuff. He doesn't have a needle and a thread to go make anything, even if he knew how to. He's an onivavion. He's poor. Nivadas v'chosa kaldin. He doesn't know any malacha. Chofetz rak ba'achas. There's only one thing he knows, and there's only one thing he wants. Lirais pnei hamelach lishpach sicha. To see the king in person and to pour his heart out. Nitnu lo hevishus, and he had rishus. Kichain siva hamelach. Losses to call ish v'ish kefim of He can't turn anybody away that day. Have you a file of Neymar? No one else even had. Uh, uh, everybody gets so caught up in their own inyanim. But he has no inyan. All he has is that one thing. So, so where everybody was, everybody was walking around in, the, in these hallways and the offices and so on, he heads for the, he heads straight for the, for the inner chamber of the king. And they brought him a file of Neymar. And he fills his eyes with this, with this beautiful sight. How the king, the the master of this great palace, who rules with great strength over all the Medinas, he sits on his throne 
great beauty and splendor. Kulei Oymek Kavim is all Kulei Oymek Kavim. Ponu Elav Shaymi Hamalach Vishalu Lamaitse Piv Vemeyachbeitz. So the Shaymi Hamalach are asking him, "What do you want? What's what's your angle? What are you looking for?" Hamalach Yoyishev Al Kisei Kavaydei. The king himself is sitting there waiting to hear. No, what is it that you need? And here's a person that needs everything, doesn't have anything. He's silent. He can't open his mouth. He looks in silence at the face of the king. He can't. He doesn't have. And if he thought of something, if he had planned something before to ask, he doesn't even remember it now. Like you have for the different tzaddikim, they say from Zitzchamagin, from Rabbi Rui Streliska, that uh, uh, different stories from tzaddikim that uh, that there was a terrible need for something, and that and, they, and they would, the wives would tell the husband, "Don't forget to ask, don't forget to ask." Or from Chassidim that went to tzaddikim, and, and they had in mind to ask for those things, and the, the wives were telling, reminding them. And by the time when they got to the tzaddik, where they were in there, so they, they they didn't remember. They came back, and they had gone for days walking to get to their rabbi. And then when they came back, and the wife said, "No, did he ask?" Oh, I forgot. When they were there by the tzaddik, they didn't remember those things. The poor person had no, couldn't ask anything. Not because he was afraid. Not because he was afraid. And not because there weren't things in his life. Remember, he's a chosa kol, there's not anything. But when he was there with the king, it was so good. It was so unbelievable just to be there. More than any gold or silver. Again, they ask him, no, what is it that you could use? What do you want? He's so poor. There's not bread to eat. There's not bread to eat. clothing. But he, he, he says in a whisper, with fear of the king, your Majesty, for now, I lack nothing. If you could just let me stand here a little bit longer. And, he, and he's enclosed in, in, in great awe. The king is looking at him, and he, and he looks into the, he actually is able to, to lift up his eyes and to look into the eyes of the king. Piv Yegeb Kisufen, and his mouth begins to utter Kisufen, great words of, of longing. Umi, Yitain, next page, seven. Umi, Yitain, Vizachisi, Kol Yomai, Kol Yomai Chayai, Lachzis, Benay Mamelech. Umi, Yitain, all he could say was, Halavai, could you imagine? If I could be zeichet to be my whole life, to see Lachzas Benayim Hamelach Levarke Beicholot to visit here in the palace. Kach l'fisufei Chasidus Acherim. So this we find this nusach of of the marshal in different Chasidus Svarim. In the name of the Baal Shem Tov. So Kach l'fisufei Chasidus Acherim. His be Baal Shem Tov Akadosh is Oisa Tfilu Ha'Anikiyatay. This way, this marshal, for the same nimshal, for the nimshal of the posik, the Dovinel said, the, the, the prayer of the poor man, who's completely encircled and enveloped, that tefillah that has in it everything else. He's not, he doesn't have even a he doesn't have a musag of fancy carpets. He's not interested in that. It doesn't he's so far from that that he doesn't appreciate it. It doesn't mean anything to him. All these things. The Bali Malacha, to them it means something. But to him it means nothing. There's only one thing he understands. He asks for one thing. that's all that he wants. Because we, Baruch Hashem, are not, are not poor. 
we have ups and downs. Each person has his own his own difficulties making things work out. But when we talk about making ends meet, we're talking about being able to continue to live in comfortable homes and to have good, warm, cozy beds and nice furniture and to have refrigerators that are full. And even when, God forbid, it's not going so well with the business or with something, people still manage to get out for a pizza every now and then. And we're not chalila to know what it means to be anim and avyayim. There are still Jews in the world that have, unfortunately, that problem. But we don't know what that means to be poor. And without that feeling of of anius of poverty, it's very hard for us to relate to the to this marshal of a person who has nothing, only a kaddish baruch. One of the one of the reasons that it's so so hard for us to daven is because we brought Hashem lack nothing. You see that when a person, when there's something that's lacking in his life, and he can't just go with his credit card, uh, he can't just call up the grocery and say, yes, yeah, send me over uh, this and send me over that and uh, write it down or charge my gift. Because he has, God forbid, a child that's sick and he can't call up the doctor and say, yeah, yeah, yeah take care, they can put it on the credit card. We have a, a friend of our family who lost uh, a 14-year-old son passed away yesterday, Hashem Yerachim, in Brooklyn. 14-year-old boy, he was sick for two weeks. For two weeks, they all of a sudden, he had a stomachache, he had leukemia, but a very, very, very s- crazy advanced leukemia, and a stomachache. The ending, the Levaya finished. So, for that, you, for that so let's say you have this guy, is a, not these people, but you have a situation where, God forbid, there's a child that's not well. And the rich people usually... When they go, when they take their car someplace, they don't go. They don't go park. Even if there's no valet parking, they call over like this. They wave a twenty-dollar bill to some guy and they say, "Come over here, come on, take care of my car. I'm going into. I'm going in for a few minutes to to to, to say a mazel tov. Come over here." And the and, and the guy runs over. He says, "Yeah," and he puts his car on the side. Hey, you can't now. He can't do that. Here you have all of a sudden this rich guy became an an uraman an oni because what he needs now. He would give up every penny he has. He would give up all his fancy stuff and all his bills that he's able to wave at people to get them to run. He would give all of it up just just to save his child's life. And, and all of a sudden, this rich person who has everything he needs can't get what he needs. We don't know what that feels like, Baruch Hashem. To be an Oni, to be a Chayse Kol, where, where you can't just call up and get this and do this and get that and whatever, and pick up the dry cleaning and pick up the groceries and that, and to get the, to get food, to get this, to get the, to, for a piece of bread. So that person, that, that rich guy, all of a sudden doesn't make a difference because his money means nothing. And he would gladly throw it all away if he could save his child. So all of a sudden he's able to daven because then there's no one to turn to. So he's not distracted anymore. In diving, it's interesting. All of a sudden, he doesn't he doesn't pick up this thing every five minutes to look to see what's going on on his blackberry. All of a sudden, he's not all of a sudden he's not hopping his schmooze with some guy uh, about some new deal. He's standing in the back of the shul and he's crying. He doesn't even he doesn't even remember to go up to his to his chair that he has his kisya covered to go. He doesn't remember anything. All he knows is that he's here lifting Hashem, and the only one in the world that could help him is Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and he has this child that's dying. So he's thrown into a sudden state of anias, of, of poverty. So in our times, again, there are people that Lo'aleinu have these sounds, but for the most part, we don't know what that means. And it's had an effect upon our davening. It has an effect upon our davening. It's not just that the kids... The kids are getting spoiled. The kids have expectations, and they're growing up with all kinds of strange hasagas uh, uh, of what life is about. But a person, a person who has that sense of security and confidence, it's very hard for them to daven because the because the aside of of tefillah is tefillah ani, is to feel a dependency upon a kaddish and to know that all I have is lufnei Hashem. It's within the reach, it's the opportunity of all of those who are given permission to come into the king's palace. Late Friday afternoon, as the sun is setting, and each and every Jew is not just allowed the king himself 
the king himself is is calling out and begging everybody to come. The Hamelach Pnima. And not only that, each and every yid has Malachim. Each and every yid is assigned. Hashem assigns for each and every one of us. Malachim. Malachim. Malachim Yitzhavalach. That Hashem assigns for each and every one of us. Malachim. To usher us in, to bring us into Shabbos. To be like this poor person who has the schus to go all the way in to the room of the king. And he doesn't have this, he doesn't have all different kinds of things that he's right now thinking about. He's not a big mumch, he's not a big maven in Gashmis and Aruchnias. We learned that's the meaning of right? That there's nothing that you that you need at this moment, even in Ruchnias and Gashmis and Ruchnias. What are you? You're not you're not a maven. You're not a maven in Ruchnias, and what this Avera was and what this mitzvah is. You don't really understand these things. You try to be a good Jew. You make mistakes. Some days are better. Some days are worse. The Kavachem Cheres. And when you come there, you don't have any other bakasha. Into Shabbos, it's not the time. It's not the time to think about and to talk about your sheifas, even in Ruchnias. Certainly not in Gashmias. Certainly not what your sheifas are in Gashmias. To talk to somebody on Shabbos about that this is going to be for sale next week, and this is what the night. And I and I hope to be able to. I hope to be able to to buy this and to get that and to outmaneuver this guy and to beat up this guy. But the standard to talk about his conquests this past week, what he got and what he was Matsliyah. What value, what does it mean his whole life? Compared to the schus that he has to stand in the presence of the, to be in the presence of the king in the palace. Whose splendor shines out to the whole world, and he is revealing his, 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 and he's revealing, he lets you into such a place. Hain Emes. Hain Emes, it's true. Onihu. You feel so much your poverty. So you think maybe that's going to make you sad? No, just the opposite. Bram Ene Chaser Klum. But when you're there, Ene Chaser Klum. When you're in the Hechel HaMelech, Shabbos. And the Chosek Klum, Be'yoyse Be'hechel HaMelech. Toiv lo'ilamay kach lefne ha'malchus shamayim. It's so good. It's so good to be able to be there, to stand there lefne ha'malchus shamayim. Before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'lo'hoyid al-yoyitze b'reishis. And together with other Yidin. To be able to be with everybody, with there's no nafkim in it, whether during the week this guy is a billionaire and runs a thousand corporations, and this guy, the other guy, uh, has a little kiosk someplace. There's no difference when everybody comes together to shul and everybody comes to makabal Shabbos, Pnei Shabbos, Nakabla. To be toich emune am segula with with everybody to come in and to be made edus and yoytze bereishis. Lisaid al shulchanai when a Jew sits down to the Shabbos table, he's sitting down askinu sudasa before who before Malka kadisha. To be sitting mamish by the table of the king, lazamulafanav, and to be able to sing. To praise the king, and to delight and being with him. And there's nothing else he could ask for, just to have that time. This is a taste. 
This is a taste of Kamalachtacha Asuya. This is the Indian. We're not going to go into it now because it's going to be a large part of what we're going to discuss, what we're going to learn in Rosh the Shabbos. But for those of you who have a chance, afterwards you look in Gimel, in footnote Gimel, this is the whole Indian of Malchus and Shabbos, which is Lais Lamagamar Klum. The Indian of Shabbos is Malchus. The seventh day is Malchus. And Malchus means an Oni, it means Davon Melech, Oni Ve'evyain, Tidal Oni, Lais Lamagamar Klum. All the person is is a Kli, which is a Lashon of Malchus. To be able to makabel, that's all, and that's the whole of, uh, of the whole of of malchus, to makabel or pnei Hashem, because an oni is delays the megame klum. He has nothing of his own. The sphere of malchus doesn't have any of its own light. Only what it receives from the higher spheres, and that's the whole meaning of Shabbos. That's the that's the meaning of malchus of Shabbos, and, and um, we'll talk a lot about that. But that's komalachtecha asuya, was brought in all this form that this great tanuk, this great delight and pleasure in Hashem, So what happens to the Oni? He walks out empty-handed. No, the terrorist is that the fact that the Oni that this poor man went straight to the king and all he wants to be able to do is to look at the king and to be able to be in his presence. <clears throat> he, doesn't, he doesn't go away empty-handed. Just the opposite. To the king, there's nobody that's more precious than this person. He melitza schus l'fnei melech. Lahanik mekaltu. So melitza schus. The davke, that's more that the king should that the king should give everything. The king should open up his, to give everything to the one who Davka is not looking for that. Like the Marnaim says, So anything that he gets, anything that he walks away with, even if it's a souvenir, that means he can have whatever he wants, but anything that he gets, is, it's the biggest thing in the world because it's given to him directly from the king. Could anybody describe, could anybody imagine the great Nachas Ruach that the king has? To see that there's one person here, that has such great love for the Malchus, that he's totally, totally uninterested in anything else. And even if he has interest, and even if he could be distracted, it doesn't mean anything to him. All that fills the soul of the only of the poor man is this is is this uh, longing for for the Pnei Hamelach. Aki shechech kol madavi chayiv until he forgets madavi chayiv he forgets all the things that are missing in his life. He doesn't think about them. I'm not talking about fancy furniture and clothing. About poshut bread and uh, 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 and something to wear. Komalachta yasuya. All he has in the world, he doesn't ask for anything. On Shabbos, we don't ask for anything. Is That's it. You try to think of the marshal when we say on Shabbos, when we say tonight and tomorrow. There's nothing better than to be in the malchus. The, the, the biggest simcha I have is to be in this malchus, to be in the to be with the king, to be a yid. And when the king sees such a thing and it's unpretentious and true and real and sincere and genuine, so then the king then the king gives. That's already enough that the king and he doesn't he doesn't ask anything the oni. To give whatever he needs. Until he doesn't need anything. Until he gets whatever he could possibly. More than anything he ever dreamt of. He's a simple man. So, so the Dugmach says, The king is wise. He understands what this, is, what this person is thinking. 
He understands that what this poor man is asking for is more valuable than anything, than any of the big mevinim and mumchim are talking about and asking for. So he's going to give this poor man also Even though he didn't ask for it. And also, those people who are against him, he's going to protect the poor man. He's going to, he's going to, the king is going to take care of this guy's uh, enemies. Even though he didn't ask anything, the king's going to give him everything. Hashem is baruch. Not only that, but the king is so tough. She says to him, "Whenever you want to come in here, you can come in. Whenever you want to come, he gives him a pass. You walk in here. You could be from the bnei hechala. You're from the bnei hechala. You're a member of my household." All the days of his life. And he told us rights. So it's all the same marshal, similar marshal. And it's good in the eyes of the king. And the king instructs all of the people there in the palace that when this guy wants to come in, all the way in, to talk to him, take him, he can go by way of the treasure, you let him through the treasure, the treasury over there, he could take what he wants. The other people, the other people came with big shopping lists, and they and they were, each one is stopping to write, take down notes, and to take pictures, and to how he could get this and ask for that and so on. They also got that they got through a shliach. They got through somebody that works in the palace. The shliach can only do exactly whatever he has the rishus to, to do. But he can't add. He's not he's not a baldover to add. Hamelech ba'atz my ain't cuts lots of ice of hakobi of the king. The king does whatever he wants. He adds and gives. Bechin adam ha'oyved bechin azu ha'oyved bechin azu and so a Jew who's who's oyved in this in this way. Ta'in shakol bakish also bechevzav actually yinichu ayis l'adabim hamelech just to be able to be locked up in the room of the king to be with the king. As I call toiv ha'dayne biyaday. You see you see byankiv avinu. So those years, those fourteen years, the, the language that he was in, in the that he was in the yeshiva, he was learning by the smedrish Hashem Eva, and you see that the Gemara Megillah's lost the lashon is that the Yaakov was mutman in the smedrish. What does it mean mutman? How do you translate? It means a matman means a treasure, but it means to be hidden. Mutman, but it's more than that. Mutman, it says in the Svarim is a lashon you have like by the Malacha by the Malacha of Erev Shabbos, Hatman. So I can't start explaining it now. Those of you who learned it know that Hatman, even with something which is Moisif Hevel, it's only if it's completely, completely wrapped in in those blankets or those cloths, right? That that the pot. That's Hatman means there's not even the slightest opening. So it says that Yaakov Vina was Mutman in the Besmedrish of Shem for 14 years, to be mutman means to be to be wrapped. That's what it means in Atifa. The Yaakovina was in the Bismedrish of Shem It doesn't mean that he was learning in the Bismedrish. The Baruch Hashem, plenty, plenty of guys are learning Yeshiva. You had, in, 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 before the Mulchami, you had, we have stories like that Rav Shach, that he was in Yeshiva straight, I think, 14 years. That he didn't go to visit his parents. In those days, it wasn't getting on a plane or something. But he was mutman. To be mutman means that Yaakov, you know, there wasn't a, there wasn't the slightest opening. He was like hatmana, and that's how that's how a person becomes a tzaddik. That's what's moisiv hevel. He was, to be mutman. Shabbos, the Gemara says that Kashbaruch says matana toiva yeshli v'beis gnazai. I have. I have a very precious gift in my treasure house. Shabbos Shema. 
I have and it's called Shabbos. I want to give it to you. The base Gnozov means that Shabbos a person understands. On Shabbos it means to be that the gift of Shabbos, the Matana, is that you have to come into the Ginza Hamelech. To be in the Ginza Hamelech and to be in the Ginza Hamelech doesn't mean to be a little bit Shabbos. It means to be Mutman. Like Yaakov Avinu was, was Mutman. To be mutman, to be mutman in in the in the in, the, in Shabbos, hatmana in Shabbos, that a person should be altogether enwrapped in Shabbos, the entire Shabbos that live in Shabbos, to be matana I have a gift, but in order to get the gift, where's the, where's the gift? The gift is the bebeis gnazai. It's in the it's in the treasure, and the treasure means it's inside, inside, and to be in that place, to be locked up in Shabbos. That's what it means, Shabbos. This is the tefillah of the Ani that has in it all the other tefillahs. If a person is mutman with the king, if he's, if he's in the Ginza HaMelech, with the Melech, wrapped together with the king, that has everything. This wraps in it all the tefillahs. He's not asking for anything on Shabbos, we don't ask. Just to talk to the king, to be with the king. Shabbos. To have a personal audience with the king. That's all that the person asks for, that all, that's all that he wants. The nimsa zedobak bebal harotzni is bar shemai kemavula maila. And the Morinayim says this person is dovuk bebal harotzni. When a person is this way, then he's dovuk in the bal harotzni. Not in the not in the world that that the Balharotzen made, but he's dovuk in the Balharotzen himself, and klum chaser bebeis amelach. The klum chaser bebeis amelach means that when the person is is dovuk to the king himself, then then everything else anything else that could, that could be lacking in his life is taken care of. But but that's only when the emes bemes he's mutman begins amelach, and he has that. And he has that way of living Shabbos, of being in the Heichel HaMelech. Mitzvah Shambhu finishes my next day of Shabbos.